It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. Welcome to the week 10 or maybe 11. It might be 9. I don't know. The zero Ricky confuses me to, to no end, which that doesn't take a lot to confuse me. Uh, just say this final week of regular season. Final week of regular season. So I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires. We got Paul Boyd's out on assignment today with UA Women's Basketball having their media day. And Henry Apple has loaded up the wagons and got the horses watered. He's headed down to Hot Springs to cover the state cross country meet, which will be tomorrow on Thursday and yeah. on Friday down there, which is, you know, different. Ricky, they changed it last year because of COVID, yeah. spread it out over a couple of days. And, and they say, to, hey, this will work. They, they, they like this better. They did, and I kind of like it better. Yeah. Uh, so Henry's on his way down there. He's going to cover the 6A portion of that tomorrow. I, I believe it's the 6A, 1A, 2A tomorrow. And then the state cross-country meet will wrap up on Friday with the other classifications. So we're kind of spread out. But you know what, Ricky, you and I and Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith, we can, we can handle it. The three amigos, three students, whatever, you know, you know what? Let them guys go out there and do the thing they do well, and we'll scramble and get through this. Notice you didn't say the things we do well. We'll do that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm not going to start lying to folks on air. There you go. So, Leland, we are here in the final week of the regular season, and uh, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know if it has to you, but the season has really flown by, but Leland, maybe – it's just because last year was was such everything was up in the air, you know, with COVID really it's raging. Struggle and, every week. Yeah, and and so this season, at least to me, seems like it's flown by. I think it always flies by. I, you know, I love the routine yes. of high school football because you know we have most of what we do, even most of what you know you do and we do in the paper. It's all you know the the stats are on Thursday, so we get them in on Wednesday. The notebook is on Thursday. We get that in, and the preview, and it's just I like the routine of it. I do, too. I do, too. I do, too. It kind of keeps me on track. So what we're going to do, Leland, today, we're going to go down by classification um, and take a look and see what the, the different scenarios are going into this final week of the regular season. Leland, let's start in the 7A Central, where, again, Bryant um, is going to be, uh, you know, the number one seed out of that conference. Um, I disagree. <laughs> you think they'll lose to Conway? I think that this is Conway's year. Okay. Now, All I, right. Now, I All know right. I've said that before, right. but I like this Conway team, and I know they barely beat uh, Northside, but it was at Northside. Right. Um, you know, I just I like I like Conway and what they do. Boy, they play fast. They snap it in a hurry. Now, the only thing about it is. Uh, you know, they have a sophomore quarterback I in just, a big game. I just look at it like this, Ricky. Remember, what was it the, that the, the, the coach of the St. Louis Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals said, the Bears, they are who they we are thought they are? They are who we thought they are. <laughs> and we let them get away. And, and uh, I know coach until Green, yeah. somebody knocks Brian yeah. off, you know, I, I know the all the, you know, the cliches and things, yep. but uh, – I just, um, well, you know, I, I feel like this is Conway's year. That's why they play the games. We'll see what happens on Friday night. Can I interject it? I saw early in the year, and I saw Fable handle Conway pretty good. I didn't <laughs> think Conway was that good. They got a left-handed quarterback, but people get better, so maybe they did. And then maybe after um, Fable beat Conway, Conway come up here and beat Bentonville. Well, ben so, Bentonville also had a lot to do with oh, beating yeah, Bentonville they, that night. Six yeah. turnovers, yeah. 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 But, well, you know, and I think Conway had five against Fayetteville. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it so balances it's kind of the it out. same thing. Yeah, but then yeah. North Little Rock comes up here and beats Fayetteville at Fayetteville, they which did. is going to win the West. Yep. You know what the bottom line is? Sports, the ultimate reality. It's not what's on TV, the scripted, and all these shows are supposed to be uh, reality shows. Sports is the number one reality yes, show. Sir. It's and the only one I watch. That's the only one I watch. Ricky's too. over there watching L.A. Housewives or whatever, and I'm I'm watching sports. So go ahead, Ricky. You can admit you can admit I, I, it. I know. I, I, <laughs> that's that's our Wednesday night. There you go. <laughs> so Leland, you're saying Conway knocks off Bryant. Chip and Ricky are saying Bryant wins Bryant. the seven A Central. All right. Uh, and then I don't even want to get into what shakes out into the twos and threes and fours and fives. But well, look, after that, I mean, Brian Conway are playing for one and two. One and two. Yep. Cabot and North of the Rock are playing for three and four. And we Northside know Northside is in five. at five. Right. That means Northside is going to travel up here, Rick, to play somebody. Um, don't know who it's going to be yet, but they're going to travel up here to play somebody hmm. um, on that first week of the, of the playoffs. So that's your 7A Central. Now, the 7A West – Fayetteville already locked up the number one seed, and Leland dropped this knowledge on me a while ago um, yeah. that this could be Fayetteville if they win Friday night against Harbor at home would be their first outright, no have to share, no co conference championship, Ricky, since you were 37 years old in 1963. <laughs> no, I was two years old, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 1963, there and uh, that's a that, and you know Leland dropped this on us. And I'm still stunned about Me that. Me too. Well, Especially after they've that, won a couple that, championships, state that championship. That championship in 63 was so big that the four seasons sang about it. Wow, they did. They did. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Yeah. You know, you I go. got inside. There was something else they were there, singing about in that there song. There you go. So, so the 7A West <laughs> the 7A West is already number one seed. It's wrapped up. Fayetteville's got it. Number two seed is definitely up in the air. You got Bentonville. Playing Bentonville West at West on Friday, big and Rogers at home against Rogers Heritage. So Bentonville, Bentonville West, and Rogers are all still jockeying for that two, three, and four spot. So we won't know those until after Friday night's games on the, on those slots. Um, and then the rounding out that conference, you also have a big game. Springdale's going to be playing Southside. Uh, Friday night up here at Springdale, and the winner of that one will get a sixth seed, and Springdale Harbor is already the fifth seed. Um, so that's the 7A right, yeah. West. Uh, moving down to the 6A, Leland, you're going to have a big game down there in the River Valley Friday mm -hmm. night. you got Greenwood hosting Lake Hamilton. <clears throat> Lake Hamilton coming off of a really tough, tough loss, 42-41 to Benton. So, so Leland, the uh, winner of that one gets the two seed in the West. Well, probably. I mean, Greenwood does have to win by at least four points. Okay. You know, now uh, I I say that that's if, of course, um, you know, Parkview wins by thirteen. Yeah. So, but but basically, the winner of that game is going to be the two seed. Gotcha. And hey, when you say that's off the tiebreaker rules or something, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, the point totals. Point totals. Yeah, the point totals. Now, the point totals, and, you know, we have to point this out every year, the point totals themselves do not decide the seedings. Right. The he point totals decide the head-to-head -head head matchups, right. which is always the final determining right. factor for the seedings. The, the winner of that of, of the two opponents. Um, and usually it just comes into play on, th you know, three- and four-way ties, obviously. Right. Now, moving down to the 5A West, um, the win boy, this is going to be a great game, and I wish I could go see this game. Valonia Greenbrier Friday night. The winner oh of that one wins, wins the 5A West, and the uh, loser is the number two seed. Leland, that's going to be a great game. Hey, think about, think about 
uh, the two games in Faulkner County just miles apart on oh, Friday man. night. Oh, my goodness. You It'll know, great, had great they games. done a little, you know, forth, forethought into this, you know, Valonia and Greenbrier for years played on Thursday night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. And if they would have played that one tomorrow night, um, can you imagine the crowd well, I that did, would be there. I did not see Greenbrier play, but I did see Valonia play, and they just scalded Farmington um, <laughs> when I saw saw that game. Uh, so that'll be a good one. Uh, Leland, looking at the conference, Ricky and I were talking about this. I guess Farmington can still jockey into that three position, but um, I think they're in, aren't they? Farmington's locked in at three. Yeah. Harrison's four. Harrison's it's four. over. Okay, that one's over. All right, so that's the 5A West. Going down to the 4A1, here's a big shocker. Shallow Christian's the number one seed in the 4A1. Uh, the number two seed's going to come down to a big game, Ricky, over in your neck of the woods, Elkins at Prairie Grove Friday night. You know, Prairie Grove, Danny, Danny after they're just the same. The, the, the numbers and the names change. They, they're going to run that wing tee. Uh, they sent me the stats last week. They had 300 yards, like 280 of it was, uh, on, the was, was on the yeah. ground. And uh, but but uh, Elkins, um, uh, they've got a really good team. Great job there by by their first year head coach Zach but, Watson. Absolutely, yeah, Zach came Watson over, came over from Greenwood. Yep, yep. So and look uh, forward to great game there. Got a nice little sophomore running back over there, Deshaun Chairs. Now I watched him play Shiloh Christian. That was a mismatch. Um, <laughs> Elkins is not in that level. No, uh, but uh, but a very good t- very good good team. And so the winner of that one will be the two. The loser, I think, will be the three. And uh, I don't know how the rest of the conference shakes out. But if you want to know how the conference, uh, how these uh, playoff seedings are going to shake out and what's at stake, you can read Henry Apple's story in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, both in print and the digital edition, in which he breaks down the playoff scenarios in every classification. Man, I don't even, I can't even uh, fathom how he does that. If this happens, if that happens. Uh, if ands or buts is everybody what what that the uh, the coach used to say Norm DeBrine, if it's and buts if, we'd, if, we'd if all ifs and buts were candy and nuts we'd all have a merry Christmas. Oh, okay, there it wasn't big butts. No, okay. something like that. We can put that in there. We'll yeah. change it. We'll change the word. Okay, so, I remember Norm used to say, you know, what about this? And he'd say if and that's and then we'd all have a merry Christmas. <laughs> So that's what's going on in the 4A1. Uh, in the 4A4, Ozark of course wrapped up the number one seed. Uh, in that conference, and I won't get into the twos and threes, but but uh, Mina and some other teams are in that in that mix going down to the final week. Uh, but Leland, we're going to talk about your favorite conference, the three A one. Now Charleston has locked down the con- the number one seed, but man, it is wide open for the remaining seeds. Absolutely, I mean, just about everybody else is alive for uh, a playoff berth. And the ones that aren't alive, which is Greenland and Mansfield, they can have a say. They so can, they can have a say in yeah, who is. You so it's it. um, every single game Friday night will have an impact on the playoffs in the three A one. I talked to Michael Metter today. He is the head football coach at Hackett, and of course, they are in line to be the number two seat if they win. But Ricky, they're playing Mansfield. Those are two long, Big long time, time rivals, yeah. Yeah. and so um, and and Mansfield's certainly capable um, of of pulling off the upset there. But but like Leland has mentioned all year long, the three A one has been such a fun conference to watch. It's a it is a dogfight every game, every week. 
And it's not just it's it's not just the games. I mean, just the players. Um, every team has had players who have had gigantic impacts on the yes. game, who who've had tremendous games at some point or another. Uh, you know, Hackett's on their starting their second starting quarterback. Oh, and by the uh, way, he fired four touchdown passes last Friday night. Well, and yeah. six the week before, and I pointed yeah. out my call or in my uh, notebook last week. I went back and looked, and as far as I can find, they're the first team to ever have two different quarterbacks throw six touchdown passes in a season in a game. <laughs> well, Peyton Hester was our uh, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Player of the Week for the River Valley, and Ricky, boy, if there's ever a kid deserving the Player of the Week, it was him. Eight catches, 122 yards, four touchdowns, ran for a touchdown. Oh, and by the way, 13 total tackles on defense. What else more can What else do? could he do? What I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless he, unless he, you know, you know, played the trombone at halftime in the band. I mean, he did, he did it all. You know. Hey, let me add this while we're talking about the Player of the Week uh, up here in Northwest Arkansas. There is a uh, Kale Jones, and their coach would give me all the kind of stats. Uh, One seventy-six yards rushing, uh, had two interceptions, uh, scored a two-point conversion in a thirty-seven thirty-six win. Um, he did something, and oh, by the way, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's like 14 years old. Now, you know, yeah, he can't even drive yeah. for too long. Yeah. He doesn't even have a whisker. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they sent me yeah. a picture, yeah, he looked like uh, you know uh, one of them Beatles hairdos from 1968. There you the, go. The mop head right there. there you know, you barely covering his eyes, and yeah, he's about 15 years old. They yeah. brought him up from JV and say, "Let's see what this kid can do. Let's put him back there." And all he does is uh, that makes know. coaches look pretty small. Well, maybe not. They didn't have him called up earlier. Maybe they should have. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that, that shows you how much yeah. fun this conference has been, and and new players emerging in every week. Uh, and uh, Leland in the 3A4, of course, you covered the game of the year last week, Paris at Boonville. It was a, a pretty good game for a little while, but Boonville. Um, boy, I'm telling you what, Leland, I think they're going to make a good run. I, I really do. Well, they uh, they just are so good at running the ball. They've got, uh, you know, several different guys. Uh, and this is all with an offense or an offensive line that had zero starts coming into the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moved two guys around, and uh, they've just been a, a, a pleasant surprise. The offensive line has. Of course, defensively, they're very good. And, uh, boy, the skill guys are just so good. They're averaging 416 yards a game on the ground, which is the number one rushing offense in the state. Yep. Well, of course, Boonville is a team that lives by the run, but you, you're right, Leland, in your story. You mentioned that the, what blew the game open the other night was uh, a, little bit, a little bit of passing attack for them. Well, uh, you know, Hackett or uh, Paris was within 14-10. I mean, it was, it was just about to go into halftime. It's 14-10. Um, you know, uh, Paris had the momentum and then they hit that 30 yard pass play down, uh, inside the 10, three plays later, they score a touchdown right before the half. And now they're up 21 to 10 and it just, um, you know, that, that was basically it. I that mean, reminds me Leland of the old Oklahoma teams, uh, running the wishbone. And then, and then one day Barry, Barry Switzer popped up and said, Hey, See that number 88 guy lined up over there? Keith Jackson? Maybe throw it to him a couple of times. (laughs) 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 And they said, J.C. Watts or whoever said, okay. And that made a big difference. So, Boonville, you know, when you get, you know, you get nine guys in the box, Ricky, I think even you can get separation, you know, to get open. Now, I'm not saying you'd catch it when the ball came to you, but you get separation. That was their their 11th pass of the season, not 
completion. <laughs> that was their 11th, 11th. pass of the season. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Boonville games, they last about two hours and two minutes. They go fast. Hey, Leland, I remember uh, – Usually because they mercy rule somebody. I remember Gerald Williams last year. I was uh, covering Springdale. It was at Cabot, and Cabot had thrown maybe 83 times the whole year, maybe the whole decade or something. But that's what they do. They suck them in on that, that run, that run, and then they threw it over uh, – Springdale's head right there at near the end of the game. I, I guess maybe it went to overtime. I can't remember. It was just a wet uh, kind of duck kind of day, nasty. And that's what they did. They sucked them in. They threw that long pass and beat them. Now, Leland, we're going to skip away from football real quick and talk about volleyball where the state championship uh, matches were held. Uh, well, state tournaments were held all week last week uh, with Fayetteville hosting the 6A. I'm sorry, uh, Fort Smith hosting the 6A and Shiloh Christian hosting the 4A up here. Then they went to uh, Hot Springs for the championship matches on Saturday. Now, Ricky, you know, and Leland, you've been around a long time. It's very, very, very difficult to beat a team three times in one season, and that's what Springdale Harbor uh, found out on Saturday. They had beaten Fayetteville twice in the regular season, both of them in tense five-set you know, matches with Harbor winning both, but on Saturday – it was Fayetteville that got the upper hand, and Fayetteville defended its 6A state championship. What a great job that, that Coach Phelan has done over there at Fayetteville. Um, so back-to-back -back state champions for the Lady Bulldogs. Um, and then in 5A, um, it was, uh, I believe, Little Rock Christian uh, winning the uh, – was that right, Leland, or Benton? I can't – was it um, – I think it was – yeah, Little Rock Christian beat Benton. Beat Benton um, in the championship match there. Um, it was a, a, a three-two, uh, yeah, Little Rock Christian three-two, uh, very close. Went to the fifth set with uh, Little Rock Christian winning that one. But then uh, the western side of the state, Ricky swept everything else. Uh, Paris won the won their state championship. Well, in four A Valley View, of course, the the could, yeah. the dynasty uh, won four A sixteenth state championship for that program. I by think the they way. had with their seventh. And you know that's the Jonesboro area and Northwest Arkansas, both really good kind of hotbeds of Valley. And basketball, Shiloh Christian, I was over there. Shiloh Christian did a great job hosting that 4A tournament. And Shiloh, man, gave Valley View a run. They played them about as well as anybody. But Valley View, they are a dynasty in volleyball. I think they won their, their, their seventh. And I think they had to beat Brooklyn, or Brooklyn was right in it. They just take turns against each other. But, uh, no, that's a dynasty. You win seven in a row. Yeah. Well, Paris won. Go ahead, Leland. Well, and you talk about, you know, Valley View and Brooklyn, um, for people that aren't from, you know, there and, and haven't been there at different times to cover different things or see different things, it's kind of like in this area where we've seen the growth in Farmington and Prairie Grove and Elkins and Pea Ridge exactly is right. that those couple of schools are getting a lot of that because Correct. of the growth in Jonesboro. Because I didn't realize until I drove right by Valley View how close it is to Jonesboro. And wow. Rick, you're from there. Um, but I mean, 25 years ago, what was Valley View? Uh, goats and a few squirrels <laughs> and a bunch of rats and maybe some yeah. mice. But you're exactly right. That's a good uh, comparison. Uh, just like we see Farmington as kind of a, a bedroom community, part of uh, uh, Fayetteville. Uh, Valley View is on the south end of Jonesboro and Brooklyn is on the north end. And, um, and both of those, it just spread out. But the thing is, Northwest Arkansas is growing all over the place up here in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, Jonesboro is kind of 
that's about it between Jonesboro and Brooklyn and Valley View because them little towns have dried up. Yeah. Well, because uh, I went and covered the Brook the state tournament basketball tournament at Brooklyn, and I had not ever been there. And when I pulled up and saw it, it was like, wow, this place is. I mean, phenomenal. Exactly. Great gym, and uh, it yeah. was. Uh, you know, I think just another, uh, you know, example of the, the kind of the runoff from some of this growth in, in the major areas. Yep. Uh, and keeping in the in the volleyball, Paris won the 3A. And, Leland, you will see them tomorrow at the uh, Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon down in Fort Smith at Temple Live down there. They will be bringing their volleyball uh, team up there after knocking off Hackett uh, to keep Hackett from, winning a th- from having a three-peat uh, as state champion. So Paris won that one. And then in Class 2A, it was Mansfield knocking off Lifeway Christian from up in Centerton. Who? Lifeway Christian. So this is the first time, Ricky, they've been uh, sanctioned by the AAA in a while, but yeah. this was their first state championship appearance in volleyball. So, oh, yeah. so major props to them. Yes. Uh, looks like their program's rising. Of course, Northwest Arkansas, it's, volleyball's big. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure they got good volleyball players over there. Uh, but congratulations to them. They came up a little short to Mansfield uh, in a 3-0 sweep, but still they made it to the championship game. So so that was great for them. Um, so oh, volley- And the, the 2A West, um, you know, to tell you how good those two teams are, they came out of the 2A West. Yes. The 2A West had all four teams in the semis. So, yeah, all, the final four was all from, all from that same conference. Yeah, exactly. So this week we got cross country going on uh, down at Hot Springs, and again, like we mentioned before, Henry Apple will be down there covering that. We will have all of that with photos in the Friday and Saturday editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette with all the results, uh, boys and girls. And so that should be uh, that will wrap up all of the fall sports uh, except for football, and of course the playoffs for next week. And we'll have Leland back on um, as always for our prep rally podcast as we talk about the first week of the high school football Ooh, Looking forward to that. I well, and wait. Subiaco is playing for a state championship right. on Friday night. Back-to-back now, it years. Is, it, yeah. is, it is, you know, unofficial. Right. Uh, but it is the yep. big schools. Yep. Uh, and there's only five of those. But still, it's uh, that's a big deal for Subiaco. Exactly. This is the second year in the road that they've played in the state championship, or, well, their state championship. I, th- I, I think, Leland, it's going to be sanctioned at some point uh, by the AAA. Well, I – you know the eight man the the um the way the other eight man schools are set up they have a north and a south and they begin their playoffs next week and that championship game which is officially sanctioned this year for the first time that's right uh their championship game is thursday december the second gotcha gotcha okay well leland we're going to wrap up today's show um and of course we'll have you back uh next week to to wrap up the final week of the regular season, take a look at the first round of the playoffs, which should be exciting. We finally, I know Leland doesn't like this, but we finally got fall weather here, yes, Ricky. Love you it. know, I know Leland wants it to be 95 and 100% humidity every day year-round, 365. But we're finally getting some hoodie weather and some bonfire weather and that kind of stuff. So it feels like football to me. Well, I accept the fact it's November. There you go. There you go. So, so Leland's going to give us about a week of this weather, then he's going to want the warm weather back. Yeah, but when basketball <laughs> conference play starts in January, he'll be uh, searching for that hot weather. There you go. There you go. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. Again, we will be back next week to talk about the final week of the regular season. We'll be back to talk about cross country. We'll be back to talk about just about everything. We might even talk a little basketball. 
for Leland Barclay down in the River Valley and Ricky Fires, who's up here. I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally the Podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.